Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. New year, new you, new tax for you. What do you need to know about the GST moving up to 9%? In anticipation of the GST hike, you know, some Singaporeans headed out to those furniture shops. They wanted to lock in the best prices for kitting out their new homes, whether it's audio or furniture. So we saw courts recording an increase in sales in December. They said their best-selling items were TV sets, computers, and mobile devices. Also, Audio House, you know, they sell furniture and electronics as well, true to their name, Great Audio. Uh, they saw a 20% increase in sales in December of last year compared with December the year before. Now, while some people are busy shopping for, were busy in December shopping and trying to beat the GST hike by doing preemptive shopping, I should call it, um, others are cutting down on impromptu buys and they're staying mindful with calculator on hand to keep track of new food costs, utility bills, transport bills as well. And savvy retailers or those on a social mission looking to cater to these price-conscious consumers are absorbing the 1% GST increase that kicked in this month. Giant, I understand, is absorbing the GST hike for 700 essential products. From January to June, FairPrice says they'll absorb the GST hike for 500 essential items for the first six months of 2024. So what do you need to factor in to make calculated financial decisions in the context of rising taxes and possibly lower interest rates following the end of the Fed's rate hike cycle that's widely expected in 2024? Well, we want to hear all sorts of GST uh, perspectives. And we have on the line the very sagely Christopher Tan, CEO of Provident. Good morning, Chris. Hi, morning, Michelle. I laugh when you said that new tax for you in the new year. <laughs> it's <laughs> true, true, isn't it? It's true. Now, the start of this year marks the increase of GST by 1%. So it moved up to 9% in two sort of staggered moves. It was mm. first announced back in 2022. Mm. And actually, if we go even further back, GST was first introduced in Singapore in 1994. Mm. And over the years, it's gone up many times. Mm. I think it started at 3%. Um, mm. How does the current hike compare to past hikes? Mm. And remind us again of the thesis. Why is there a need mm. to keep raising GST? Yeah, first and foremost, I think it's important for us to know that GST is not just tax on um, the goods and services that we consume in Singapore. Uh, even if we import goods, even if you go to airport, you know, you decide to go to a, a, a bag shop to buy a luxurious uh, bag, and when you bring it in, you have to pay GST. So it's not just on uh, goods and services consumed in Singapore, but also when you import goods. So you are absolutely right. You said that uh, GST was introduced in 1994. We started at 3%. And then since then, we made three announcements to increase GST. So the first one was in 2002, and the government then planned for GST to increase to 5% by 2004. But now to make it more palatable, they faced it over two years. So in 2003, it was increased to 4%. And in 2004, we increased GST to 5%. Well, at the time, the government said that the reason why they have to increase GST was to cushion the impact of a lower revenue because they want to lower the direct taxes so that you know Singapore can stay internationally competitive. We can attract people to come and work here. We can attract you know funds and, and all that. Right. So that was the first announcement. The, the second one was done during budget of 2007. And the government planned to increase the GST to 7%. 
in the second half of uh, 2007. So for this increase, they said that, well, it was to continue to reduce direct taxes so that, again, is to remain internationally competitive. And then the final one is the one that we have heard two years ago, budget 2022. Uh, the government then said that they will increase GST to 9% by 2024 and again phased in over two years. So we had uh, 8% GST last year. And then, of course, new year, new tax, 1st January of 2024. It's now been increased to 9%. And for this final round of, or not final round, the most recent round, I'm not sure it's the final round, but it's the most recent round of increase. The primary justification is uh, the government said that they want to accrue funds for future infrastructure projects and also to increase social spending to help cope with uh, an increasingly aging population. So these are the few reasons and these are the whole series of increases that we have experienced over the past, uh, well, almost 20 years. Wow. Great yeah. to have that historical context. So in a way, it's because of GST that we can have a lower income tax rate, right? That's right. Sort of that mindset of let's not rely on direct taxes, let's rely on indirect taxes, which is what the GST is. Yeah, I mean, the thesis always is that, you know, the primary tax, we try and keep it low. Mm. And then the so-called secondary tax is more consumption-based, like COE, you know, even your your ERP is sort of like a secondary tax. And the thesis is that, well, if you don't consume it, and maybe the lower income group will not consume these kind of things, they don't drive, right? They don't spend so much, then they should pay le- uh, less taxes. Well, I mean, that's the thesis. Whether or not the ground fueled it as a separate issue. Okay. To what extent do you think that we're going to feel this um, increase to 9%? Yes, it's mm. gone up by 1%, but we're at 9% now. Can you put the hikes in the context of rising inflation? Because there are other things that are pushing prices up as well. Yeah. And interestingly, I, I went to do a bit of sort of like a research on the past increases. So in 2003, when GST was increased to 4%, the inflation rate then in Singapore was 0.51%. And in 2004, when GST was increased to 5%, inflation rates was about 1.66%. Mm-hmm. In 07, inflation was 2.1% when we increased GST to 7%. So you can see that in the past, the inflation was pretty low when all these GST increases uh, were happening. But then, you know, on 1st Jan 2023, I mean, we all know the story. The last two years, inflation has spiked up. So when GST was increased to 8% in 2023, the inflation was about 5%. And this year, we expect inflation to be hovering around 4% and we are increasing by one more percent. So I think if you look at the inflation figures today, I think Singaporeans may feel the pinch, really feel the pinch this time around because of heightened inflation over the past few years. So it's not just the GST part. It's also things are generally getting more expensive. But although it's true that the government did provide some help in the form of assurance package and we are already receiving some of these benefits of the AP, right? Like mm-hmm. cash payment for adult Singaporeans, safe top up for children, seniors, CDC vouchers, uh, which everybody's talking about, you know, all these things to sort of like cushion the impact. But I think this time around, as compared to the past increases, I think we are really feeling it because it's a double whammy. The inflation is high over the last two years. Important point. How can we best think through our personal finance decisions in light of the GST hikes and the inflation all around us. Yeah, I think, I mean, we have been talking a lot about inflation the last two years. I think it's because suddenly we see a, a, a increase in inflation, right? Mm, but yeah. 
I think we all know and understand that we have inflation every year. It's just a matter of the scale, whether it's 0.5, 2 or 5%, right? So we are feeling it right now because the inflation is heightened. But I think not everyone may be adversely affected by it. Well, for example, the high income earner, because if you are a high income earner, the inflationary environment should not affect you too much, right? Because your salary is more, your salary increase is more than what the inflation is going. So it might not affect the higher income that much. Well, I guess it also depends on your increment because if your increment, usually what most companies would do is they try and adjust for cost of living. So if your increment is aligned or higher than the inflation, then inflation or this heightened inflation should not affect you too much. But I think what is more worrying really are those low-income earners who or those who may have lost their job during these few years. So I think in this case, if you belong to that group, unfortunately you belong to this group, then you probably might want to sit down to do a few things mm-hmm. like look at your expenses see if there are unnecessary spendings that you can cut. Look for cheaper alternatives. For example, uh, use house brands from the supermarkets instead of uh, the more expensive brands. Another way is to relook at your insurance portfolios and restructure them. Mm. Uh, you can probably still maintain the same coverage, but you'll be surprised how much premium you can cut. Cut down on holidays if you can, right? For those who have lost our job, maybe this is a good time to consider whether you can send your helper home and you don't really need a helper anymore. And also, if your company and your job allow you to, you can consider looking for additional sources of income. Now, I know all these suggestions, Michelle, I give seems theoretical, but I want to let you know that it's not theoretical because, you know, when I started my firm 20 years ago, I had to do the same thing because the first few years of an entrepreneur's life is usually tough. We work long hours, but we don't take home income. And so those few years, uh, were also the years when GST were increased, 2003, 2004. Really? So I know how it feels, you know. So all the tips that I've given above just now when I shared, I've actually done them and I know that it works. So you might want to sit down and make some of these decisions. Really interesting. And it can be done. Sort of yeah. um, just think about ways to tighten that belt a little bit. Absolutely. All right, switching gears. The GST increase not the only thing happening this year. There is the expectation that the Fed funds rate is going to fall or the interest rate hike cycle that we've seen move so aggressively upwards uh, will come to an end. So if interest rates fall this year, the Fed decides that, what does that mean for Singaporean savers who've been buying up those SSBs and T-bills in the past two years? Isn't there going to be some time before we see a trickle-down effect? Yeah, so in fact, it has happened. And in a way, I think it's good news that inflation is being controlled. And so globally, the governments are looking at ways to reduce interest rate. And in a most recent summary of economics projection from the Fed Reserve. The projected median Fed fund rate for this year stands at 4.6%. So right now, we are in a range of 5.25% to 5.5%. So this may suggest uh, a potential scenario of three rate cuts in the in the next 12 months. So what that means is that, well, if the Fed fund rates, they cut then, well, it will affect the SGS and the Singapore savings bond and uh, the T-bills rate as well. Because, you know, these uh, interest rate, the SGS, the T-bills, SSB, mm. they are determined by the Fed fund rate. They are determined and the Fed fund rate uh, affects the 10-year SGS rate, right? And the SSB interest is affected by the 10-year SSGU. So I think uh, over the next Next 12 months, we probably see the interest rates for SSB uh, and the cutoff yield for T-bills uh, to fall. In fact, the most recent round of uh, SSB, if I remember correctly, the, the 10-year average uh, yield for the SSB is now down to about 2.8% or 2.81%. 
So as this is has come down, it will come down. However, I think relative to 2021, the interest rate for these instruments are actually still attractive, mm. and I think investors and savers can still consider parking their short-term funds into these instruments. You mentioned short term, and uh, some would say that is the focus of our discussion today, which have been talking about in- inflation, interest rate movements, the GST hike that kicked in 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 January, near term issues. Uh, is there any other advice that you have in mind for the longer term for our listeners? Yeah, I think as I mentioned earlier, inflation has always been present. It's just that over the past two years, we experienced heightened inflation and so many are concerned. But I think if you are concerned over a sudden increase in prices that affects us in the short term, I think all the more we should be worried about inflation that will affect us in the long term, right? In 10, 15 years or 20 years time, if you have not started investing to beat inflation, by the time uh, you need your money to save for your retirement, you may not have enough resources to live the life that you want to live based on the prices then. And one of the effective investment instruments that have been shown to be inflation is equities. And you know, if, I don't know whether you remember, Michelle, at the beginning of last year, many market watchers warned that 2023 will, will be a tough year for equities. And last year, really, we we Witness, as a firm witness, many people not investing at all, but they bought conservative short-term instruments right. such as T-bills. And I've always said that every dollar that you put in T-bill is an opportunity cost for you to invest for the long term, right? So every one dollar that you put into T-bills last year was an opportunity cost for you to gain 24% from the S&P 500 in 2023. You lost 24% if you didn't invest in the S&P 500 in 2023, right? And you got 4% from T-bills. So I'm not saying you should not invest in T-bills. You should, but well, it's all about bucketing. Your short-term money continue to put in T-bills, but for the long-term ones, perhaps you should start investing. I'm not sure how market will be this year, but if you're investing for the long term, you should not need to worry about short-term volatility. Wow, that's sobering. The opportunity cost perspective. Any more words of wisdom? Final ones, Chris? Yeah, you know, Michelle. Sometimes I wonder to myself, why do people celebrate the start of the new year on 31st December? I always wonder on 31st December, everybody's happy, you know, and all that. I mean, to me, it just means that the holidays have ended, <laughs> the festive season is over, and we are starting a new year of work, of school, and all that we have achieved in the past 12 months is now reset, right? And we have now new KPIs and targets to meet. So I don't know why we are happy. Well, but on a more serious note, I mean, the start of a new year also means that we have one year lesser. I'm not sure whether we realize that, but we have one year lesser to do the things that really matter to us. One year lesser to chase our dreams if we have not started. One year lesser to start a personal development course, for example, that we say we want to do. One year lesser to take a long break and go for a dream a holiday to go to a dream destination where we can rest and meet ourselves. One year lesser to start investing towards a goal, which means it's going to get harder if you don't do it. So my encouragement really is at the start of this year, look at all those things that you said that you always want to do and do it because come 2025. Do this program again, and when you look back, well, I'm going to ask you, what will you say of 2024? Will you say that you have checked off one more item of the things that you want to do, or you will be, oh no, I have one year lesser? Yeah, so I think it's good at the beginning of year to talk about、uh, these things and reflect on these things. Well, I've just instantly sobered up from my New Year celebrations, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Thank you very much for the sobering,、uh, tough love this morning. Thank you. Thank you for the time. Appreciate it, Chris Tan. There, Christopher Tan, the CEO. Of Provident, we've been talking about the one percentage point GST hike and what you need to factor in to make the best financial decisions for yourself in the context of rising rates and possibly lower interest rates as well. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm Michelle Martin. This is Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM. 
Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.